Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today um, I have no idea how this is going to turn out. Uh, we are practicing extreme social distancing right now. We're, uh, how ma- about how many miles away are you, Keith? I mean, we're about 40 miles from Frederick. It, it was a 40 mile, 40 mile drive each way when I did it. So we, we are, we are a safe distance away from each other. Um, this is our first time trying to do a, uh, video call. And, uh, so bear with us if this doesn't turn out great. And Keith, thank you for being the guinea pig on testing this out. You are stealing my move. You are setting the bar so low that if you <laughs> anything, it's like a win. That is, that's my deal. So I, I guess I should actually uh, introduce you. Um, you. If anyone who's listened for a while knows knows Keith or is a fan of good farm beer. Keith Core is one of the founders of Wardaka Brewing Company located in the extreme north area of Montgomery County. Is that the right description? Yeah, northwest. You know, we're we're closer to Howard County than you know, that's that you know, where the brewery is located is right on the Howard County line basically. Yeah, so despite being outside of Frederick, we still love you. <laughs> well, Although, I, have some, I have some Frederick roots there, man. I feel like I'm, I'm rooted there. So, yeah, I completely forget now. Did you? Where did you start brewing? Blind Dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I, what I, okay. I, I thought homebrew, so. I homebrewed in Ellicott City, so technically, I, I definitely have some inspiration and love for kind of old town Ellicott City and and you know the Howard County beer scene for sure. That whole like homebrewer scene. Um, but then, yeah, I uh, got a job at Flying Dog and was there, you know, learned how to learn every bit of brewing that I know right now and then continue to grow here. We just uh, released an episode about home brewing because I thought while everyone's stuck at home, mm-hmm. uh, home brewing would be drinking beer that they bought to go from breweries and home brewing would be a good pastime. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to uh, that's a great way to pass the time for sure. When you got plenty, you got the whole Saturday to go. Nowhere to, <laughs> nowhere to go. You can do it. So, let, well, let's talk about that real quick too. How, um, how is War Daca dealing with um, the current global pandemic and the the changes in our everyday lives? Yeah, you know, we are. Um, I would say more at risk uh, than other places where we have a large. Um, you know, when the tasting room is open, like in the spring, summer and fall, um, and when it's not, those are very different businesses for us. Uh, you know, the numbers kind of look <laughs> very different. You know, our tasting well, that's room, what, the inside. That's what I was. Um, yep. That's what I was thinking about, because yep. the times I've been out there, like it is it's a, oh, it's a farm and yep. it's big, like you would expect a farm to be. And there are, there are you can fit a lot of people, yeah. and a lot and, of people show up there. Yeah, so what we're finding is, um, you know, so we're doing the to-go, the Pony, it's called Pony Express. Um, you can find it at orderwardaka.com. Um, what we're finding is that now that we're coming around for years, you know, we'll be five in December, um, you know, we've touched a lot of people, we've connected with a lot of people over time, and those people are still supporting us, and even though they can't, 
they can't go anywhere. So they're happy to kind of spend their money and support those that they'd be normally doing that. They just have to, they're dealing with a new life too. And so we're seeing a lot of support from, you know, um, we build up a lot of people that when it's nice out on a Saturday or Sunday, they think about coming hey, here. So they're, they're starting can, to do that. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Um, I, I, it wasn't recording oh. my audio. <laughs> so Graham might save the day. Grant, we're just going to use the audio that Graham's recording and cut it in in the beginning. So, all right, sorry to interrupt you. No worries. So, um, you know, so the the to-go thing has obviously, again, it's not the same business, but um, people have been supportive. And, you know, um, these new cans that I'm sure we'll talk about are are a perfectly timed. um, (laughs) As I told a colleague of mine, we have no bigger carrot (laughs) for customers to come find us than putting cans out in the market, the first ones. You know, so we were planning on doing this um, even before things went sideways in January and February. So having cans now is we're we're well timed for that at least. Yeah, bro. when did well, we first talked about that? Like back in December, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean it's been on the books. You know, I you know I can tell people I was the one kind of dragging my feet. You know, once you kind of go into cans, you don't go back. And and cans mean volume, and you know you you. Um, you start to become a different business. So I was dragging my feet for a while. So, you know, we're late to the party, but we're, we're happy to be at the party now. <laughs> well, I, I, um, I don't remember what size, um, brew house do you have? So we have a 10 barrel. Um, and so we, and you know, so we brew, um, you know, we, yeah, we could keep that cranking, you know, two to four or five times a week, you know, mostly. So, um, yeah, yeah. We move, move some beer. And what size, how many fermenters and what okay, size so fermenters? Have, um, four tens. Um, we have two 20 barrel FBs, and then we have a 20 barrel Bright. And then we also have two 20 barrel, two more 20 barrel FBs coming. Um, that again was planned before all this went sideways. So. <laughs> that I is that one of the hardest things about this is that so much planning for a brewery has to be done pretty far in advance with the lead times of ordering equipment. And I feel like there's a lot of places that um, the timing of their orders are kind of falling in a bad, at a bad time. That was in the unfortunate position of over leveraging or, you know, um, you know, exposing themselves, uh, you know, then their and their financials a little bit to to growth, which you need to do. Anybody that did that, you know, in December, January, November, <laughs> you know, those all those people are all in a, in a tight spot. So um, these tanks were expensive. We were lucky to do kind of a our version of a um, kind of like a not a Kickstarter, but we introduced kind of a mug club. We have um, we have the extended family, and those are kind of our super hyper regulars. They're there every you know every weekend and. Uh, Thursday and Friday and they kind of it was a little bit of infusion of cash to help us buy those tanks because we thought okay. we were making a lot more beer because of the cans and so we have those yeah. tanks coming and um, you know we'll hopefully ride this storm out and it won't be uh, <laughs> it's not going to be too long we're going to we're going to pivot that's our that's our new word in the brewery we're pivoting to what we're <laughs> I think that's probably a popular term um, right. used everywhere right now is a uh, I um right now a lot of my friends are small business owners um like especially so much of my friend group now makes up people in brewing industry but even 
in under other industries, I see them constantly making posts about um, the stress of suddenly re unexpectedly rewriting their business plans. Yeah. I mean, this is for sure taking the, you know, the management side, you know, you talk about the, you know, the overextension of, of debt and growth and things like that, doing it at the wrong time. I think the issue is right now, if you did grow, if you did grow, you know, only in select kind of avenues are certain um, sales uh, throughputs, you know, having, having the movement that you need to have grocery stores. If right now, if you're in grocery stores, you're crushing it. If you're in liquor stores with package, I think you're crushing it. So, you know, we have to kind of, you know, we're not in that game, but if this goes on for six or eight or 12 months, then we will be in that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we need to take a real quick break to thank the people who um, support the Uncapped podcast and yep. allow me to keep doing this. Um, and you've alluded to a couple times. So once we get back from that, um, I want to talk about these uh, beautiful cans that you came out with. Sweet. You may have noticed something a little different in the Roast House Pub parking lot. They are now offering beer and food to go from their food truck. The food truck will be open starting April 3rd from 4.30 until 7.30. On Saturdays, they will open for lunch from 11.30 until 2.30 and then for dinner from 4.30 until 7.30. On Sundays, they will be open for lunch from 11.30 to 2.30 and then for dinner from 4.30 until 7. As you are aware, things are constantly changing. So make sure to check out RoastHousePub.com and their social media channels for up-to-date information and menus. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of India Pale Ales, delicious fruited sours, robust porters and stouts, and crispy pilsers and lagers, Idiom Brewing Company prides themselves on continuing to innovate, utilizing new and or experimental hops local ingredients, and unique flavor, flavor profiles. Unfortunately, you can't enjoy their tap room, which is located along beautiful Carroll Creek in downtown Frederick. Thankfully, you can enjoy their delicious beer to go and even have it delivered throughout the Frederick area. You can check out their menu options and place your order at idiombrewing.com. Make sure to follow them on social media for up-to-date options and hours during these ever-changing times. All right, so um, whenever whenever this switched from <clears throat> you coming into the studio, because as we mentioned earlier, this was planned months ago, where you you had told me love that the, beer, right? Love that beer in February. I think we talked about it. It was before then, I think. Well, I, mean, I it was lot, yeah, yeah. Or, I know it, at some point, I don't know. I, I have no frame of reference of time right now. I think like most of society, it's just at, at this point, it's just another day. Right. Right. <laughs> and, um, so a while ago we had planned yep. this out and I was like, Oh, it's awesome. I get a sneak peek at, uh, the cans he's going to be releasing. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, it was, I think two weeks ago we had made the decision that, uh, no one was going to be coming into the studio anymore. I think right. the last the last episode we recorded in here was the first episode we recorded talking about COVID. <clears throat> okay. And so I was really bummed. I was like, oh, I'm not going to get to try Keith's new canned beer. And then you graciously offered and dropped some off so that 
we both are we still get to drink the same beers together that work um, yeah we're, we're virtually this is how everybody so we'll talk about the cans in a second but let's just talk about virtual drinking through your computer it is healthy encouraged fun i think like you like these these medias this is obviously the last like week and a half or two weeks have been the last time that i've used any video conferencing and it the way we do things and change the way we do things including drink some beers with people all over the country it's fun um so these are cans um this is polonia this is our pilsner um these are these are just horse paintings that we had done um they are not any particular horses on the farm they are just kind of something that hope we hope kind of jumps off the shelf a little bit um and is unique for customers but so this is our polonia pilsner so this is 4.8 percent um 4.7% and it's uh super crushable. Yeah. And that that's why I went with it cuz um it is 10 a.m. well yeah, 10 dry. 10, so like 10 20 at this point. I didn't, I didn't felt like I shouldn't go too hard early in the morning. Not a, not a lot of not a lot of sweets and not a lot of just just everything you need for <laughs> to keep you keep you going. Um so yeah, the, we have this four, four the, this is one of your regulars, right? So it actually has kind of in the um I guess kind of late winter here, um, kind of midwinter. We brew, we've brewed a lot of Pilsner. Um, shocker, people love that word and love that style and can drink it in volume. Um, so I think we're on our fourth or fifth batch of Pilsner since kind of like November, December, uh, or maybe maybe December. Um, and it's been a great brand for us. So it's new as of then, but once we saw the velocity that it was moving, you know, through. Yeah, our tasting room and it's it's that kind of beer we wanted that kind of beer to to have a crushable low alcohol kind of easy drinking you know beer so um that was definitely a no-brainer for the first can you know one of the first three cans for sure so were the um you said they were horse paintings were were these paintings that were already done or were they yeah, done the specifically artwork. for the cans uh no they, they painted them for us you know in in thoughts of of putting them on can labels yeah okay yep um, so just a local just a local you know artist that we that we know um kind of we like that style and um yeah yeah it works out like i said i think it does really jump off the jump off the um the shelf we're hoping so i have to admit though i am slightly disappointed that they aren't actual horses on the farm well yeah uh you know the way things run around here, horse related, they may be, and I may be effing that up, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty sure that we do not. I can't tell you the name of this horse, but uh, I may be. I'm, I, that stands to be corrected, perhaps. Should have just made it up and said it was. So obviously, these other two cans, though, this is a horse on the farm, and its name's Fred, right? No, 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 man. Oh. No. So. Uh, <laughs> So this is our Winslow. This is our hazy pale ale, um, 5.3%. Again, pretty much all our beers. I mean, we, we have some sweeter beers, but um, most of our beers are pretty dry. So this is 5.3%. That's like, that's the best thing to float down a river with. Um, so that's just like my, like a mini hazy little thing. It's all mosaic and hazy and, and tasty. So so on um, at, a, at a farm brewery, mm. do you... Do does your clientele lean more towards the traditional styles like pilsners and other lagers and 
like your I guess your I don't even know the right word to use or do they or do you still sell a ton of like when you make hype style beers where because you do some sours right yeah yeah and so and, um yeah so there's a lot going on there I mean we at the taste so again we have two different models we have the tasting room model and the distribution model in the tasting room we see beers you know usually the top couple pints every you know saturday or sunday is one or two ip say in the top three or four it's one or two ipas um and it might be our honey wheat and the pilsner or the light the light lager you know uh, we had a we had crispy a MD, boys <laughs> yeah 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 we had an md16 which was a um more of like a hellas more like uh you know, malt flavor without being sweet. This is, you know, the Pilsner is a bit more like kind of crisp. Um, so those, those would, I would say are the top four um, pint, pint sales in the tasting room. But then for distribution, you know, the, the accounts that we used to sell beer to um, were a lot more like mostly craft centered. So we would sell more of the hype beers. Sometimes those are easier to sell more of the hype beers because like at a at a bar a craft pilsner maybe people are going to pay for that but if they're buying a pilsner at a bar they're probably buying a cheaper pilsner than they can get from yeah they, uh, they're so looking to spend three dollars as opposed to six or whatever but the you know, pricing would say, have to be yeah i will say though part of the reason that we have already done so much pilsner this year and again for our brewery um is because it did have velocity through the accounts our, our, our pilsner had 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 a little okay. you know, we, you know and we haven't even started, you know, we, we sell to some seasonal accounts and they would have really cranked, cranked this beer for sure. So. Um, so then I don't think, did you, did you say it was, um, Winslow has been around for a while, right? Winslow has been around for a while. Okay. Yeah. So I, Winslow, I think I've Winslow, had Winslow. We definitely get people rolling up and buying that. You know, what we didn't do with this can release was, um, we didn't release new brands all three of these brands people know um i don't know you know we actively thought about that during the whole time we were doing cans but you know we feel like for our first run we want to give those people that know our brand like let's let's kind of feed feed some of that into the system and see how they take it before we experiment with new stuff so makes sense yeah do, do what you know is going to be good and successful already yeah and it's been you know winslow i delivered a case of Winslow to a guy yesterday out of the van. So once we talk about runaway, we can talk about <laughs> something that I never thought I'd be rolling around doing and driving. <laughs> you know, I'm like a paper boy with beer right now. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a new business for the FMP. I'll have to pitch that. The, <laughs> we can just give the newspaper carriers uh, cases of beer to deliver. Yeah, you might, I mean, they're going there already. You might as well you see if they can mm -hmm. tack on an order and group, <laughs> group ship it or whatever you want to do. Now, Runaway, mm. which um, has this horse whose name's Cindy on it. <laughs> um, th this is normally made with oranges, right? If I remember. So this is our. I'll give you kind of the whole. I'll get to the fruit, but I'll give you kind of the whole genesis of this this beer. Um, uh, so hold on, hold on a second. Um, start over again because I'm using my phone for this, and okay. my wife called during while you were talking. Oh, my wife is my wife is called two times since we've been talking. So. <laughs> it's our, so um, this is Cindy. Um, it's Runaway, um, and 
it's normally an actually the the look Graham gave me. I think he was still recording everything you said. I just didn't hear the answer. Um, it um it's it's normally with oranges, right? Because that's the that your yeah. wife runs away to Florida and brings brings back uh, oranges. You got it, man. Yeah, you got it. I'll give you the whole. That's basically the whole deal right there. She goes to Florida for two months um, out of the winter um, and brings horses down there. She runs away from Maryland because it's too cold. Um, she, when she's down there, we, I, sometimes I drive down there. We have other people that drive down there. And when they drive back up, we bring back fruit, um, from Florida and kind of hand process that fruit in-house here. Um, so it's kind of a, a beer that usually hits kind of in that March, April, because we have people coming back in kind of late February, uh, with fruit. Um, we do it with oranges. We've done it with Valencia oranges. We've done it with, um, grapefruit is usually... Our biggest, that's definitely a fan favorite from inside the farm here, is the grapefruit. Um, yeah, I haven't had the, I'm excited to try the grapefruit one. I love grapefruit and beer, and I, ha, I haven't tried that version yet. It's real good. Um, we actually double grapefruited this batch just to make sure that... So there's 300 pounds of grapefruit that then gets processed into like... We got like close to 20 gallons of uh, grapefruit juice, like of concentrate, you know, kind of like yeah. really strong. Yeah. So it's, it's tasting amazing. And then it's got um, strata hops. So it's got some of our local malt that we're using um, from Chesapeake um, up in Habit of Grace. And then it's obviously complemented with all kinds of amazing hops. Strata and Citra are the other kind of show pieces here. We hop during fermentation and aggressive dry hopping. So uh, it's real nice. Um, do you, do you use just the, the fruit, uh, like the inside or do you also use zest them? Picture us like making grapefruit crushes, man, on, in ocean city. Okay. We're, doing, we're doing that with 300 pounds of grapefruit juice and then kind of, <laughs> uh, um, moving forward with our process from there. But yeah, no, it's, it's fresh squeezed grapefruit juice. That sounds like a lot of work. We are happy to support our local the, the farms that we have close to us in Florida. We're happy, <laughs> local to us, so it's it's not local to this farm, but it's local to us down there, and and we're happy to show them some love. So, it, is there another farm down there that she goes to? So, is that is that like been, a horse my wife dealing? Actually been going down there for you know since high school um, for the winter. Um, it, basically, what she does equestrian wise is there's nothing going on here in those two months because it's cold and frozen. So to keep those horses in, in, um, you know, in, in condition, they get training in the South and that's a common, okay. thing, common thing in that, in that, um, in that industry. That and yeah, there's, a farm, there's a farm that, that um, she's been going to for a very long time and we're, we're just as close as family with those guys. She's way too young to be a snowbird though. Yeah. Uh, you should run that by her, man. <laughs> <You're> good. <laughs> I probably won't. We're glad. We're glad she's uh, not there right now, man. It's uh, unfortunate what's what's going on in Florida. Yeah. So was her um, trip ended early, or was she like planned no, no, and we, already yeah, back? I mean, we, or? We, yeah, we roll back kind of um, that first weekend of March. Okay. There, yeah, because so. that could have that that could have ended really. Yeah, I mean, bad. I guess it was on the radar, but God, so much. You know, that was a wild month of you know things changing real quick you know so at the beginning of march that was not a that was not an issue really it wasn't yeah, on mind. it wasn't on our mind at least yeah it was it was a thing that was happening in other parts of the world and yeah 
we, yeah. we never we weren't thinking about how it was going to completely change our lives yeah, uh, yeah so probably, quickly it, somebody probably was but they didn't really alert all the rest of, all the rest of the people to gear yeah <laughs> um we're going to take another uh quick sponsor break and then um District East now offers curbside pickup and a personal shopper service to pick your favorite beer and wine. They're instituting a policy of social distancing by bringing your order to your car. Their hours of operation will stay the same. This is their small way of trying to reduce gatherings of large groups of people while still delivering the service their customers have come to expect. You can view their inventory at www.districteast.beer to place orders you can call 240-651-0500 as well as calling and texting 240-367-4961 and 240-367-4149. You can stay up to date with their offerings on all of their social media channels. Vanish Farmwoods Brewery may have to close their tap room, but you can still get their beer to go. They will be open for to-go beer sales of four packs and crowlers seven days a week from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Please follow them on their social media channels for up-to-date information. At Vanish Beer on Instagram and at Vanish Brew on Facebook. It's so um, one of the things that uh, our governor has done to help, I guess, help soften the blow to... Uh, to breweries and distilleries and wineries and even to um, bars and restaurants is to allow whether – so I guess previously some counties could. It was up to local liquor boards. Could deliver. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now the governor has said that during the state of emergency, local liquor boards have no jurisdiction over this. Everyone can deliver to home to the right. home. Yep. Um, and from Facebook pictures, I see you are taking full advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, it's called uh, you know the our our you know kind of thing we're using is like the Pony Express. We're kind of driving driving beer around, and um, you can order that beer at orderwardaka.com. Um, yeah. You know, again, I cannot thank the local community we have a couple zip codes uh we apologize apologize if if your zip code is not in our in our range but we're trying to keep things efficient and you know keep keep the belt tight <laughs> um yeah and uh so we have a tight little radius that we're driving beer around basically you order beer you go to order and you know pay put in your cart and pay for what you want and you'll get an email follow up just to make sure all those logistics you, you know that, per, that that customer understands that logistics and the next day we show up from three to seven. Um, you know, we just ask that we get visual confirmation uh, of the person receiving the beer, and then we ask that that person um, has ID ready um, in case the delivery driver, um, you know, deems it necessary to make sure there's a person over 21 receiving the product. Yeah. And um, like I said, the community has been really supportive. <laughs> I mean, I learned a lot of new neighborhoods in Montgomery, Montgomery County that I've never been in, and um, <laughs> you know, I could. It was not super nice yesterday. I think it's going to be nicer today, but everybody's outside. You know, people are outside walking their dog. If you got a dog, you're walking it right now. And, um, you know, I, I definitely turned some heads like there's a beer. There's a beer van in my neighborhood. Like, let me talk to that person and see, you know, so um, hopefully that'll that'll keep going strong. And our, and our regulars and our followers have been really supportive. So it's 
it's a crazy, you know, I show up with all my PPE, you know, I got gloves and I wore a mask yesterday, yesterday, again, not because I'm, you know, I know anything about my condition. I feel totally healthy, but, um, it's all just kind of a sign of the times of, um, you know, that's, that's going to be commonplace for the at least short term future. You know, I don't know what, no one knows what's, what's the future holds, but. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like it's worth even trying to speculate what's going to happen at this point. It's like day to day. You not just... even, yeah, not even beginning beginning of the day to the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, we've been, everyone has been getting thrown loops as to, you know, and especially, you know, we, we think we've, um, we've I, we think we've really had good leadership from Hogan and Hogan's announcements have been followed up with great leadership from Kevin Addicts at the Brewers Association and, and Jessica, my my colleague and um you know she's been sitting in a lot of the meetings about okay hogan said this what can we do and um you know right now we're we're to go and and pick up and we're, we still have food trucks coming and um you know we feel all that uh, you know when it's done with the proper steps and the proper sanitation you know is great and the community has been been enjoying it so yeah it's a it's a different it's a different day i am um... Maybe you should just buy, uh, try to find yourself an old ice cream truck and just sell beer through. I mean, there's always that joke about the, the beer truck, man. I, it seems like it would be legal now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know if this is happening. (laughs) We are not doing it currently. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe a week or two ago, like almost like if you set up a pickup spot outside of a, outside of a um, you know like a big work complex however there's no bitty people there's no people gathering anywhere so you know they are in the neighborhood so yeah i guess you can, i mean that would be a crazy thing if you could roll up with our beer i mean we have that we have the beer truck that has kegs in the back of it we, I, I don't know that we want to be driving up to neighborhoods and just being like you know come on down <laughs> i mean we you know the big thing we can't do on site is on premise consumption yeah. uh, you know we're not offering tastings and the idea of <laughs> the idea of taking a beer truck or, you know, I guess we could roll in there with packaged beer. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> but, are you, actually, you know, um, I do believe the Kensington Farmer's Market is open um, this weekend. Um, How is that legal? I'm, I'm, um, oh, I guess it's just like a grocery store, I'm, kind of. Uh, you know, I think that people can be smart. Uh, you know, there's easy to have the tables six feet away and. Yeah, and the customers like you know, and we're treating it as a pickup. Um, we probably will take walk-up business. You know, uh, we have a contactless card reader and the whole thing. But um, my, I, well, I just realized my first reaction was completely stupid. I mean, a, a farmer's market is basically uh, a grocery store outside, so of yeah, course I mean, it would, it would want, fit within. You know, I think you're going to be running skeleton crews from the production. You know, the people people bring in the you know items to sell. Um, and so we are, um, yeah, we're going to almost do that kind of same thing. We're just going to do it, the, the, the ice cream truck, but we'll do it at a farmer's market. <laughs> so, um, can people come and come to the brewery and buy stuff just to go, or do they have to order ahead? So we encourage ordering ahead. Uh, we have a really streamlined system. Um, you know, we're not really, uh, you know, we're trying to limit the amount of people that come in even into the building. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, we are doing walk up to go, but um, again, it kind of just streamlines everything. And, um, 
you know, again, my tasting room, tasting room manager, Jordan, and then my sister brewer, Zach, are helping kind of fulfill the, you know, the walk-ins, uh, the walk-up for to-go, um, and then helping kind of organize the um, delivery orders. So we're trying, we would love for everybody to go to orderordaka.com and, um, you know, it's, it's seamless. You just gotta, you know, you'll, you'll, um, you'll get a call as soon as, as soon as it goes through and, and beer will show up the next day. Yeah. And if simply just that it, it's just a good idea to not deal with cash right now. Yeah. I mean, it, literally every facet of your life we're trying to do as hygienic as possible, you know? So, um, yeah, cash is obviously, um, still, still legal tender, but yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. That's how I was, I can't remember who I was talking to yesterday, but I wonder like when this is over, are we going to go back to what the previous normal it was or like have our like lives completely changed at this point and things are going to be different going forward? I mean, for us specifically, will delivery still be allowed? I think that's going to be a case by case basis. You know, I think that, um, yeah, because I think Montgomery County has provi- had provisions already to allow it, right? I'm not so sure about that. We never did it, and I don't really know if breweries doing it before this. Yeah, uh, I don't think anyone did, but I believe I that. See. I see. I believe that it was one of the one of the counties that did have provisions to allow it. That would be, I don't know, I'm maybe misspeaking here, but that would be counter to the whole style to everything else yeah (laughs) maybe that's the case but um yeah i'm not so sure about that so for us specifically will it you know will that certain item um stay the same who knows um i do think that when you say things will change in our life um there'll be all kinds of things that we can't anticipate that are no longer the same you know Uh, how long will it be before you have a concert with a lot of people you know how long will it be you know um all kinds of you know, large gatherings, how comfortable everybody, there'll probably be some people that will never go to a large gathering after this, you know, like that probably will be a thing. Yeah. So germaphobe germ, whatever the technical term. Yeah. I mean, germophobia we're probably you know, working, we're working food production. So we're, we're hygienic. Uh, are we germaphobes? I don't know if there's a negative connotation to that or not, but anybody that was on that fence, they for damn sure are way, way pushed the other side now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm even thinking from the standpoint of, like, people wanting to work from home, continuing from on from this. Um, if, you were a big saw, company, if you were a big company and you, and you were trying to forward plan, like, a year or five years, you totally would be building in infrastructure to make sure that everyone can work home at the drop of a hat. And, like, you're going you're gonna to build that in so that your, your, your business doesn't suffer if this happens again. So, like, because they, they can't be out that money again. So they're going to – all that's going to change. Yeah, all that's going to change. Well, I know even, like, here we, we never really had a lot of people working from home. There wasn't a work-from-home policy or anything. So I spent, like, two weeks scrambling because that, I mean, that's my main job here at the newspaper is that I'm in the IT department, scrambling to make it so people could work from home and – Thankfully, we had enough technology that even though we weren't doing that, we had the basics of how we can make it happen. Right. Well, I mean, so many, you know, we're on this rendezvous site, like, you know, Zoom, I didn't know about, you know, there's so many different formats and so many devices that everybody has are basically ready to do that anyway. So it's, you know, it's 
the the need for hardware, I guess, to kind of mobile, you know, work from work mobily is eased up a lot. Yeah, so like the, well, this is actually um, this is the software that we typically use. Like if you were in the studio, Graham Graham would still be sitting at the same computer he's sitting at now, but it's the the software he uses to switch between the two cameras that are in the studio. Uh-huh. And we had been talking about wanting to use this forever, but we just we never did. So there thankfully you. this solution existed because yep. we were able to guinea pig you with it. And so mm-hmm. far it seems to, other than me forgetting to hit record on uh, the soundboard, um, uh, it seems to have gone pretty well. Yeah, it's great. You know, and I think that that's what you'll find is that the, the companies that are going to succeed from you know, the companies that you got, you got to be even more so you got to be nimble and you got to be cutting edge and everyone's social has got to be, you know, everything's on, you know, um, digital media now. And, um, it's, it's forcing the management and, the um, you know, everybody in the upper, upper parts of the business, the logistics and all, all that kind of stuff, man, it's, uh, it's forcing everybody to be on their toes. And, um, yeah, we'll see what there'll be a lot of new industries that come out of this and there'll be people that make all kinds of money with, <laughs> with what's going on. There'll be a lot of people, there'll be more people without, but, um, yeah, you know, uh, we will, we will find a way <laughs> life will find a way that, quote Jurassic the, Park. <laughs> yeah. I think that the number one thing is willingness and ability to adapt. And yeah. I think that's, that's one thing, um, the beer industry has shown a lot. Like, that everyone is coming up with just any idea they possibly can to keep that revenue coming in. Yeah. And I said at the beginning of this, we're going to take for spin, take out for a spin that idea of when things are good, people drink. And when things are bad, people drink. And what we're finding, I think that like, again, while these, the business that we're currently operating without the tasting room is, is a different business. Um, People are still supporting local, you know. I almost think, you know, I was listening to a fact. Um, I mentioned a uh, morale. Can you re- um, start start you over again they, from you were listening. Can you hear me now? Yeah, start start over from the yeah. part where you said I was I, listening. I was listening to an interview of uh, Dr. Fauci um, yesterday, and he mentioned the word morale um, and how they – I think that does get factored into the communication that at least comes out of the, out of, out of his mouth. Um, and the decisions they make, I don't know, maybe I'm over glorifying it, but keeping local small businesses open that they can, that still, you know, we're grouped into this, you know, essential business. Um, is it essential that we get you alcohol? I mean that, you know, I'm not sure, but from a morale I think a lot of people will say yes. From, from a morale standpoint, having a, you know, we are a community, um, you know, center. So while these people don't come and see the other people they're used to seeing here, they're driving out to the same spot they would have when they would have done it. They're, they're at least, you know, some of their normalcy to their life. That's one thing that's, that's normal or they can, they can take yeah. 45 minutes to make a drive. So, um, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. And, uh, we're, we're being as safe as we can. And, and we, we just really appreciate all those, those people that have been supporting us. And, um, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna keep riding with, with the times here. So where all, um, are, are the cans going into distribution at all? To, will it, can people pick them up in stores or is it all from shop.wordaka.com? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, we are, uh, 
staying nimble with that decision. Um, yeah. or, you know, we have more have more cans planned. We I think our thought is to make sure that we have cans all the way up to when we have more cans available to us uh, mm-hmm. here at the shop. And if we have some left and, um, you know, obviously this day and age, uh, treating your wholesale friends with package distribution, you know, people that can sell your package beer, keeping them, um, close, close to you is a good thing to do right now because they're going to be your partners as you grow. And that's, that's the only outlets for your product right now. So, um, we may, I would love to throw them some, um, you know, places that have been really supportive to us with our draft product and our bottles. Uh, we want to, we want to allow them to have some of this, but we want to make sure that we have enough here to at least start, you know, this was our first run and, um, you know, we want to, we want to just make sure that we don't run out here. And, and as time goes on, if we, if we feel we need to, um, change that decision, we can, we would love to help them out and we'd love to have our, our brand in some of those retail stores. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, how hard I am. I assume you're using Ironheart cause yep. no yep. one else exists. <laughs> yep. Um, how, how hard is it to get their time right now? So again, we were really lucky that we locked up that date. Um, the, you know, we canned on Tuesday last this past Tuesday. Um, so the beers are fresh. Everybody go get the beer. Um, <laughs> you know, we had that date. So, and we also had a date in May since then we've, you know, I think within the last two weeks or so, we added another date in between those two. Um, but yes, they are getting busy. They are kind of prepared for it. Um, you know, this is entering their busy season yet anyway. You know, a lot of yeah. places only really start kind of canning March, April, right when the weather starts getting nice. So, um, but they, man, they really run out. I can't, can't thank them enough. They really run a tight ship and, um, you know, super f- professional and, you know, all, all we basically do is make sure the beer is at the right specs and they come in and they're, you know, efficient and, you know, we got, um, you know, minimized waste and, um, really, really nice packaging techniques. So yeah, shout out to those guys. And it was a good, good first experience for sure. Have, um, d- have you had any problems keeping crawlers, like empty crawlers in stock? Did you run out or did you have, oh, a big man, yeah, that, that, that was kind of last week. That's been a, a thrash for sure. Um, and Attaboy has been really helpful. Kind of before everybody was super tight, I kind of reached out to Attaboy, and Carly and Brian were super helpful. Um, so we picked up some from them, and then we—I'm uh, not even gonna—we worked with one of those local com- local uh, <laughs> bottle retailers and can 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 spots. Um, he gave us a, a tip on where he gets some crowlers, and we got we got a few boxes. So. I don't know. I picked up aluminum on last Thursday, Friday, and then we had canning on Tuesday. So a lot of aluminum is coming into the building, which is like yeah. good as gold right now. So I, um, I had read the story about that recently and I thought it was kind of crazy to learn that they only make them. The crawlers are only made once a quarter. So that, yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah. So apparently the shortage will be over soon. Yes. Like, there is a delivery. It, we have a, we have a, I think everybody in the country has a pallet on that delivery. Yeah. So they, they bought, they being ball, mm-hmm. um, switches to making the crawlers only once a quarter. Yeah. Well, and they, they that. base, they base how many they make off of the, the, uh, like any other business historical yeah, obviously, uh, obviously. sales. And obviously right now, like nothing can be based on historical. 
no. historical no. data. So, the, and, it, and unfortunately, this happened at the tail end of that time frame where they weren't making crowlers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, that that's why that's why they ran out. So I would assume that that this next production run they went, made way more than they normally would. Because I would it, I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. Um, yeah, I need to. You know, I kind of just listed. It sounded like I I made it sound like we have a lot of aluminum. You know, I I talked to a lot of brewers last week and you know I maybe early this week and told them when we get some and we only we only did get a bit more on on monday but i gotta reach out to a few guys because i don't know if i have <laughs> i don't know it's crazy times right now i have some but i certainly don't have a stockpile so uh it's i want to i want to help some people out so i gotta make some phone calls maybe yeah it's it's weird all these little things you find out <laughs> that like it, yeah who would have thought i mean yeah i don't know if you'd have told me in in, Dece- in December or January that in two months you're going to run a business where your tasting room's not open and also all your wholesale accounts are never are not going to buy beer for a good while. Uh, <laughs> I would have said, what? <laughs> I would have been really shocked. So it's, a cra- it's crazy. Yeah, so previously all your wholesale sales, were those all to bars? Yeah, I mean, we didn't, you know, we have those bottles. So we have uh, some bottle conditioned um, stout and bottle conditioned sour beer. So that's our that's our available purchase for for liquor stores and and you know um, bars that want to sell sell pro, uh, packaged beer. Um, but yeah, otherwise we're draft only. So draft only and crowlers. You know, people can yeah. come by the place and get crowlers, but we never we never thought of that as like a you know something we would crowler up a cooler of beer and send it somewhere. You know, but yeah. I mean, it's all on the table now. <laughs> So really, the this canning run was perfectly timed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, both from a scheduling and to be able to, you know, we did, you know, as I said, Ironheart um, is a really professional company, and there's a there's a fairly extensive uh, onboarding um, onboarding process. You meet all kinds of people, and they see the space and the whole thing. And we went through that a while ago, where some people are just kind of starting that onboarding yeah. process. So yeah, we got that was well timed. Luck, we'll take it. We'll yeah. take it. Um, so I think, uh, I guess really the only thing we can say for sure now is that people should follow Wardaka on social media. Um, yep. is it just at Wardaka? Never really paid attention to what. Yeah, I think it's, uh, Wardaka, uh, follow, just Google Wardaka. Yeah, you'll find Instagram, it. Instagram, you'll find it. Um, yeah, but Facebook and Instagram is where we're at. Um, and again, it's, it's orderwardaka.com. And, um, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's been a wild ride and, um, people are buying t-shirts and people are buying food and we just can't say thank you enough. So we encourage you to get that, you know, think of your, you can send it to send it to somebody that's in that zip code. You know, you can, you can send, you know, you can make a gift out of it. Uh, I gifted some, one of the orders was a gift yesterday. So, um, it's another way to connect through the computer to someone you could, you could happy hour, send a dude, you know, you could schedule a happy hour and then make beer show up there like two hours before the happy hour. <laughs> this is, this is actually my first uh, video. I'll, I'll just categorize this as a video happy hour. This okay. is the, yep. um, this is my first one. Cause in the midst of all this, we had, um, moving scheduled. 
So, oh Jesus, we like the last two. I mean, thankfully we. Well, there was a couple tense moments where we we're constantly calling the movers, like, "Hey, are you gonna? Are you? Can you keep working? Are you gonna right. be showing up at our house?" Right. Um. So I haven't been able to partake in any digital happy hours yet. You need um, to get in on it. I mean, I, this is not my first. That's for sure. Um. And uh, we also did an amazing. We did a might be oversharing but we did a uh we did a virtual happy a uh, virtual power hour it was uh pretty awesome um <laughs> a girl we had about six people in there with us and a woman uh mirrored her screen with a 90s power hour youtube video and we all just kind of watched that and talked during the whole thing and it was an amazing experience so that's pretty cool there and have some fun with the people that you would normally normally be hanging out with it's a it's a good time Hey, Keith, um, thank you so much for, one, dropping off delicious beer to me. Cheers. Um, and for being the guinea pig for our uh, remote podcast recording. We had a little, couple little hiccups, but I think other than that, it went well. Yeah, that was great. Um, and I look forward to when I can come and visit you in person on the farm. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, all, let's all be safe, stay in. Take the medicine now so we can get this over with and get back to life. So, Unfortunately, my uh, my glass is empty at this point, but, um, and I wasn't prepared for us to do a shot together, but uh, we'll just say thank you, everyone, for watching and listening, and cheers. Cheers, y'all. Cool. I think that went well. Uncapped yeah, is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to McClintockDistilling.com for more information. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.